Welcome to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Every week, I host live chats via our YouTube channel with leaders in the AFL and high-performance industries. Join me live every Sunday at 6pm where I debrief the recent chats and announce the upcoming guests. We drop an inspiring and educational episode every Monday. If you like the show, please follow us on your favourite podcast app. Hi, I'm your host, Jack McLean, and today's episode is a bite-sized recording from our recent live collab event with Australia's leading strength and conditioning coaches in the high school setting. Today's episode is with Dave Kennett, Head of Athletic Development at Shaw School. His subject was on building an athletic development team at a school. You can connect with Dave via his Instagram. The link is in our show notes. We'll jump straight in. We're not going too bad for time. I think I'm only 15 minutes over, so we'll get there. What are some key considerations when working with a youth athlete in a, in a school setting, mate? Well, for me, I think it's all about the environment you create and how you engage with you know your student athletes and you're basically trying to foster an environment in which they want to come to and they enjoy coming to. And then off the back of that, you know, you, you get to get the, you know, physiological and psychological sort of outcomes that, you know, everyone's after from their training. I, I think that's really the key, key from, for mine. And that's a, the, what I try to create at our, at our school and within our team. And how, how would the school setting sort of differ to, to a sporting club with the same sort of age group, like your under 16s at the local footy club or, or under 18s? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's an interesting question. I think it comes down to, you know, when, when you're training athletes in a school setting, it's very often not just one particular sport in which you're focusing on. You know, for example, many of the athletes that, you know, we work with, you know, will be rowers in the summer and then there'll be rugby players in the winter or there'll be basketballers and then there'll be footballers and so on. So I think, you know, having a lens that a 365-day sort of lens across that is quite important and that definitely differs from, you know, just your footy club where you're just focusing on one particular sport and the attributes that are important for that. I also think that what's very different about a school setting is that, and everyone, you know, on the panel will have experienced this, you know, often you work with an individual in year seven and then it's all the way through to year 12. So your your actual time of engagement with that particular person and your ability to you know, create rapport with them to get to know them and their, you know, their family and their background and so on. And then also, you know, make significant impact on their, not not only their sort of physical attributes, but also, you know, them as a person is, you know, really rewarding. And I think that's a very profound kind of thing. So I think that's one of the key sort of differences, although I know that can happen at clubs, but, you know, it's very much a part of, being a SNC or athletic development coach within a school setting. And then, and then uh, yeah, I, I suppose depending on what sort of club lens you're kind of looking at, if you're looking at the sort of more professional type top end club level, and then you're comparing that to a school, well, it, as Nathan sort of suggested earlier, it's, it should, in my opinion, be very much about like long-term athlete development and looking at the big picture rather than, you know, and with that, I'm saying their academics and their personal life and all that sort of thing, and not just simply, you know, wins and losses that, that might be more, more or less the focus, you know, in your average NRL club or AFL club. And yeah, I, that, they're for mine the, the key differences. Yeah. And 
And how do you go about, I guess, managing that where you, yeah, you are really dealing with the whole person and then while you're also trying to, you know, teach them and, and educate them strength and conditioning? Yeah, well, and that's that's one of the big challenges, I think. I mean, we we all know on the panel that, you know, imagine managing workloads from their, their sport, their, you know, S&C work, their academia, their, you know, just outside sort of life is, you know, quite difficult. And I think that comes down to just trying to open up clear communication pathways with not only the, the students, but also their families and their house masters and they're sort of carers within the school because, you know, like we all know it, it's sometimes it's just crazy how much these kids do and, you know, that they'll leave, you know, that they might have a gym session with me in the morning, then they've got school all day, then they've got a pretty heavy field session in the afternoon and then you find out they're going to rugby league training in the night as well and then, you, yeah. you know, like it's a huge day no matter who you are. So, you know, that 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 kind of thing and speaking to their parents and speaking to them and getting a you know good understanding of all those kinds of things is very important not only for their athletic sort of development but you know also just their personal well-being I think and then look in terms of I suppose just fostering that kind of character development and things I suppose it just comes down to you know how you interact with them and how your team interact with them on a personal level and you know, just just trying to be a good person to them and respectful to them, and hopefully that rubs off a little bit on them, and they like that in you, and maybe sort of try to do a similar thing. I think that's that's how I tend to go about it, rather than kind of yep. going, oh, you know, you've got to have good manners, this, this, and this. I think you know, you just try to do it yourself, and hopefully, you know, it catches on. I don't know if I've really mastered it, but try. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey there, hope you're enjoying this episode with Dave Kennett. We're just going to take a quick break to hear a snippet from our interview with Dean Philippoulos. You know, like you said, athletes don't want to be in rehab, so it can be challenging to get build that trust, um, but it's critical and, and it's really important. So how, how do you go about doing that when an athlete is really down and flat? What are some ways that you do to, to try and shift them, I guess? Yeah, well, that's a tough one because, as I said, uh, most, most keeping good stages, most, uh, every athlete's in pain. Um, they're connecting with the ailment or the injury, whether it's tissues or joints. So it's more of like sitting down, I get engaged with them, we write down goals, we get specific, we get specific in terms of what we want to develop, and it just starts with there. Um, and so in terms of goal setting, practice, because at the end of the day, I think the rehab program theirs. So I want to make sure that they have some ownership and they master what they want to do in the next four to five, six weeks while. To hear more from Dean, make sure to scroll to episode 62 on the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. And take us through what does the department look like in, at Shaw School? So got yourself at the head of the department, but what, what yeah. have you got support around you or yeah, take us through. Yeah. Well, well I've, I've, I've been there, you know, like it, as a part of this panel, we've been termed leading strength and conditioning coaches in Australia. But I think for me, it's more, I've just been here the longest because I've actually been at Shaw for 11 years. So, you know, I've really become a bit of a part of the furniture, but so it started just with me solely. And then from there, you know, I, I was lucky enough to get another full-time S&C coach who works alongside me. And then we've got generally about 
four casual staff who work anywhere between sort of 10 to 16 hours a week. And then often through the University of Technology, Sydney, we will have, you know, a student doing their professional internship with us, maybe two at a time. So yeah, we're, we're, as far as schools go in Australia, I think we're pretty, well, we're very lucky in terms of the investment that the schools put into our program and, and into the boys. And you touched on some challenges earlier, but what are some some key challenges and constraints that front of mind when you're a strength and conditioning coach working in a school setting? Yeah, I sort of touched on it a little bit before, and I'm sure it's a similar experience to the other panelists, but I, I think the conflict between sports and how they tend to overlap is quite a big one in and and managing those loads. For example, you know, your top basketballers will be playing through that that season ends and then the next week they're supposed to be playing, you know, rugby in against another school. And so, you know, managing that athlete in terms of, you know, their not only their, I guess, physiological workloads, but also, you know, giving them a bit of a mental break as well as then getting them prepared for things like, you know, heavy contact, which is a, you know, big part of rugby, for example, you know, in order to prevent or reduce the risk of injury, you know, is really, that's quite a big challenge. And, you know, it doesn't just come down to S&C or athletic development. It's got to be very much a sort of multifaceted communication decision type model, I think. And I think we're getting better at doing that, definitely better than a few years ago. Then I think also, you know, early specialization is quite a thing that is a challenge at schools and increasingly so, I think. You know, over the years, I've seen more and more student athletes earlier on just specialize in the one sport. For example, basketball or rugby, they, they might, there, there might have been one or two each year, you know, from about, you know, eight or nine or year 10. But now I'm seeing, you know, multiple in each year wanting to do it. And, you know, like all the research points to the fact that that's, you know, not not the best model for them. You know, I, I certainly do understand it when it, you get into, say, year 11 and 12 where they're 17, 18. But, you know, I, I think that's a big challenge and that's, that's you know, again, not just down to that athletic development staff. It's very much down to, you know, the whole sporting staff and, you know, parents and so on being, you know, quite educated in, in regards to that. And it's it's a difficult one for sure. Yeah. Why, what's sort of your take on, on that? You've got the finger on the pulse. I guess you're seeing it. Why do you mm. think there's a trend in that space? Where's the motive coming from, do you think? I think it comes down to being able to, you know, like there's more academies and there's more sort of semi-professional sport, you know, the under 16 level from what I'm seeing, you know, from in New South Wales, rugby league, rugby union, basketball academies. All that kind of stuff, and you know, you're, you you're you you know, you put yourself in their shoes. You're a good you know rugby league player, for example. You, you're getting contracts early on, you know, although they, they might not be worth much in terms of a monetary sense, but you know, it, it's got the you know logo on it. You know, you, you sign, you're committed, and then you know, you're basically dragged along by the bright lights of making it to the NRL one day and I can see why, you know, you'd put all your eggs in one basket and, 
you know, you might not go and play basketball in the summer, for example, with your mates. You, you'll sort of train all year round. But, you know, more, more and more I'm seeing, you know, with, you know, the rugby codes in particular, you know, that they, you could be playing, you know, rugby union all winter and then there's some academy stuff and then it goes over the summer into the rugby league programs and then it, you know, there'll be two weeks off and then it's all back on again, another cycle of that. So effectively, they're playing contact sport at a high level for you'd nearly say, you know, 42 weeks of the year, you know, and and that's not including training sessions where there's high contact. So, you know, it's a bit of a sink or swim sort of environment when it's that sort of, when it's at that kind of level, in my opinion. Um, So, yeah, it's just, it's, very different to when I grew up where, where, you know, you'd have distinct seasons and, you know, I, I don't know where that exactly leads us as a sort of sporting nation, but, you know, it's, it's interesting, I suppose. You know? Yeah. 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 Well, at least we've got people like yourself in there helping, helping them along the way and supporting them. So uh, thanks so much for, for, for jumping on, Dave, and, and sharing with us your experience over a decade at, at your school. For those that want to get in contact with you, mate, where, where's the best place? Look, Instagram, as as Nate said, or yeah, on LinkedIn or something like that. I've, I'm, yeah, on Instagram or LinkedIn, that'd, that'd work fine. And yeah, happy to yep. have a chat to anyone. So thanks for having Fantastic. me on, Jack. Uh, thanks for jumping on, Dave. All right, cheers. For those coaches wanting to learn how to create an online coaching business and make an impact in an elite sport, then our Coaches Academy is for you. You get access to our step-by-step roadmap to launching your own online coaching business, an extensive training library and exclusive discounts and tools. You'll also become part of our active and supportive community filled with strength and conditioning coaches from all over the world who can help you along your coaching journey with practical feedback, support and advice. All of this and more make our academy the number one place to be for a strength and conditioning coach wanting to start, manage, and grow a successful coaching business. To join, head to preparelikeaproacademy.com.au. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you see you on the next Prepare Like a Pro live chat show.